Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, how is everyone on this Thursday? Typically, we do Brian's Beef on uh, Tuesdays, but sometimes we move it to another day just because things happen and maybe Brian doesn't have his information in or most likely it's me, me. If I'm working a lot at the warehouse, uh, which I have been the last couple of weeks, we are very hands-on owners, right? So we have an amazing staff. We really do. But we are hands-on owners, and uh, so we are at the warehouse a lot. So this week, it is my fault that uh, Brian's challenge to the vet industry, which we're going to talk about today, is coming on Thursday instead of Tuesday. Another announcement, Yappy Hour has officially moved to Wednesday here at Raw Dog Food and Company, uh, right in the middle of the week. You can purchase it now at a discount and have it shipped, have it delivered to your home, or pick it up from the truck or the warehouse uh, at a later date, okay? So you don't have to wait. You can buy it now and get it later. All right. Uh, remember, here at Raw Dog Food and Company, you have access to some of the premier pet nutritionists like Neely Piazza, who is on our uh, health consults page, Dr. Andy Harper, and Dr. Judy Jasek. Uh, they are all amazing, as is Dr. Todd Cooney and Dr. Amanda uh, Hatcher. So they are all fabulous and will help you get your dog on a raw diet, or will at least send you my way, and then I'll help you get on a raw diet, okay? But uh, Neely Piazza is amazing. Dr. Jacek, Dr. Andy, everybody is amazing. They're taking a holistic approach, and you can't keep poisoning your pets and expect them to feel good, look good, or live good. All right, well, let's talk about Brian's challenge to the veterinarian industry, okay? And here's what he has to say. It's no secret that pet parents today are different. They're looking for better ways to keep their pets healthy. They have access to a lot of information. And many are very knowledgeable about the care and well-being of their animals. However, some veterinarians get offended when a knowledgeable pet parent asks questions or challenges the status quo. Oh, say it isn't so, Brian. Say it isn't so. I think that's what we undo every day of the week. Well, my vet said, all right, well, let's have some uh, substantiated evidence behind what your vet said. Okay. I digress. Brian says, a partnership with your health care provider, yeah, it works both ways. I don't often hear human doctors dismiss their patients when they want an active role in their care. 
For example, would a human doctor tell a patient they shouldn't incorporate more fresh food into their diet because they'll do it wrong and they'll kill themselves? (laughs) Well, that's coming, Brian, with all the fake crap coming out. Anyway, he says, would they tell them to stick to McDonald's because it's a complete meal and everything is done for them? No. They would partner with the patient to devise a plan and offer encouragement as they actively participate in their health. So, here's Brian's question. Why is there only one voice when it comes to your pets? Why is there only one voice? And I am pretty sure Brian's talking about the veterinarian's voice. But let's go on. So Brian says, everyone has a theory about money and the influence of big pharma and big food in the vet industry. It is hard to argue against this, but Brian has another theory. And here it is. Vets need to be more prepared coming out of school. Sure, vet schools prepare them to deal with traumatic injuries. And they, and they do that very well. But they get little training in preventative care from other than promoting vaccinations, antibiotics, flea and tick, medications, heartworm preventatives, that sort of thing. And from what Brian hears, most diagnosing involves cross-referencing a symptom with a drug designed to make that symptom go away. Now, I want to say that again because that is so important to understand. What the vets typically do is diagnose um, by cross-referencing a symptom with the drug designed to make that symptom go away. Brian says, I understand that, uh, you know, many vets do continuing education and research independently, but those working in big corporate-owned clinics, uh, are they allowed that sort of freelancing these vets are just saying what they know which makes for a one-sided conversation unfortunately most pet parents have no choice but to use these corporate clinics as they swallow up the smaller independent practices and you're so right we see that all the time all over the place independent practices are going by the wayside I got a little insight to why these practices are going by the wayside, uh, by the way. And this is me talking, not Brian. Um, we were doing some estate planning the other day, and uh, our attorney um, was saying that the corporate folks, they come in and they pay major bucks, big bucks, huge bucks to these independent clinics to get them to sell out. And it's almost too good to be true. Uh, by the time that somebody is in their 60s and they've been doing, you know, pet health for hmm, 40, 50 years, uh, that sounds like a good proposition. And they take it and leaves the rest of us in the dust, I would say, to fight for ourselves. All right. This one-sided partnership, you know, it worked in the past because pet parents did not ask questions. 
No one even knew what questions to ask. Now, so many people outside the vet industry are doing things that get amazing results, and pet parents are taking notice. Pet parents also realize that what they've always done is no longer working, and they're looking for something better and different. And unfortunately, the vet industry has not evolved, and vet schools are not changing so the graduates are better prepared coming out of school. That is just not happening. It is it has been the status quo for a very, very long time. Now, the auto industry is evolving right now with the advent of electric cars. So what if you went to school to learn how to work on cars and they didn't even talk about electric cars? I mean, you'd be unable to help some customers who came to see you. You wouldn't even be able to talk intelligently to someone seeking advice on electric cars, even though you were the first person they thought to ask when they had a question. You may even dismiss someone thinking about an electric car because, yeah, your lack of knowledge bruises your ego. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. Could these reasons be why the vets are so against raw feeding? You know, the most common criticism of raw feeding that Brian hears from veterinarians is that they don't believe you, the pet parent, can do it right. And the bigger question is this, do they know how to do it right so they can teach you how to do it right? I mean, raw feeding is only discussed in vet school to tell students to not recommend it. They teach that feeding a dog is so complex and complicated that only something, it's only something that a white coat with 36 letters after his name <laughs> made from a pile of substandard ingredients into an overprocessed piece of pressed and tasteless nuggets of cardboard that's barely recognizable as food. That's all that you can feed a dog, right? That's all that you can do. What can vets do? What, what can vets do? And Brian says, I would love to see vets start pushing back on their schools. And the AVMA, which stands for the American Veterinarian Medical Association, for not adequately preparing them to do their job. How often have we heard a vet tell the story about how they became a vet to help animals, but they keep seeing the same animals with the same problems never getting any better? It leads to massive burnout and sometimes even worse things. Instead of writing a monthly donation check to their alma mater, well, they start demanding or they should start demanding an update to the curriculum the curriculum that includes modalities other than prescription drugs i mean ask your vets to teach you hey you want me to keep my dog teach me to keep my dogs healthy and out of the clinic tell them to stop telling us to give dogs the things that make them scratch and itch in the first place. And if you've been listening to this podcast, you know what that is. Brian says, as for pet parents, I encourage you to talk to your vet about what you're doing. Don't, don't, don't tell them you feed hills 
so that you can avoid the conflict about raw feeding. Instead, get a shirt that says, friends don't let friends feed kibble and wear that to your appointment. Ask them if they want to learn more about the things you're doing. You know, buy them a copy of Feeding Dogs by Dr. Brady and introduce them to some of your favorite healthy pet podcasts. I would suggest that you, uh, you know, refer them to the Raw Dog Food Truth. Uh, Do lots of research and educate yourself to help educate others. You know, many vets, they think that raw feeding is a fad. (laughs) Okay, right. Remind them that kibble has only been around since the mid-1950s. And canines, yeah, that's your dog and that's your cat. Well, your cat is not a canine, but your cat is a carnivore. But they ate raw for thousands of years. You know, that makes kibble the fad, not raw feeding. Of course, you can do this respectfully. And uh, Brian believes that you always attract more flies with honey rather than vinegar. And I and I will say this, just from my own experience, when you push against someone's hardcore beliefs, they're going to push back and they aren't going to like you. And so you may not be able to talk to people um, in that manner. So think about that, all right? But vet schools teach them one thing, so that's all they really know. These vets are probably more ill-informed than they are, you know, uh, well, they're just, uh, uh, I I don't think they're there to hurt your pet, okay? I think they're just there because uh, they want to help pets, but they're ill-informed. So when when they know better, uh, they do better. And when you know better, you do better. That's the mantra of the healthy pet community. And it's time for the vets to be a part of that mantra as well. Okay. They can't just stick their head in the sand. So I didn't know. I I did. I didn't. Yeah. They do know if you will stand up and talk to them and help them get more educated. They don't know everything. Trust us. Brian goes on to say this type of change should be welcome if there is a genuine crisis in the vet industry. But unfortunately, you know, big pharma and big food, they're powerful. And consumers like us have limited influence, even with our wallets. So we must have the veterinarian industry's influence to enact real change. I'm sure the old guard is resisting change or is unwilling to admit there is a reason to change. So we as parents may have to wait for attrition to weed them out. But we can reach out to the young folks, the young vets, thinking about becoming a vet. Those that, you know, are vets and are thinking about becoming a vet. Because this is the time to reach them. And, And there is already a shortage of vets And it's only going to get worse. So if these veterinarian schools want students um, and they want these students to pay their $250,000 tuition, well, they need to change. They need to change. And we need to demand that change. Brian ends this with, we've been preaching to pet parents for a while now. And we need to keep doing so, but we also need to preach to the vets out there 
and encourage them to demand change within their industry. And that is Brian's challenge to the vet industry. I, I think that's a good challenge. I really do. I think it's a great challenge. Um, it's a tough one, it seems. I know you guys like your vets, but if if you're not pushing back, are we really being that voice for our pets? Are you helping save a life? You know, everybody's like, I'm in this community and I'm helping save lives and I'm helping do this and I'm helping do that. Really, we'll do, let's do our part by challenging our vets on some of the things that they say, some of the things that they believe, some of the things that they push, some of their rituals, some of their traditional ways. Help them see that there's a whole nother toolkit out there that we are seeing in the raw feeding community great success with. Get your dogs on a species-appropriate diet. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com today. We will help you because your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.